All right, everybody, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. The 2021 NFL season is, uh, well, it's actually underway right now with the uh, Buccaneers and the Cowboys um, right now playing down in Florida. Um, Our Steelers, of course, will kick it off 1 p.m. coming up on Sunday up in Buffalo in western New York. And uh, we need to do our season preview show. And, oh, by the way, there was a little contract news earlier today, and uh, that's probably what's going to lead the show off. We are expecting Ben to jump in at some point, but uh, who the heck knows what he's doing. Uh, So Ian uh, is with me. And uh, Ian, the most important question of the night has nothing to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers or TJ Watt. It has to do with what are you drinking? I am drinking a Great Lakes Oktoberfest because that's what's in my keg, and it's delicious. Love it. Love it. Uh, it and it is a seasonal brew as well. So It is a I, seasonal brew. I, I have uh, figured since it's the season preview, I've got my uh, three fingers of uh, Bradshaw bourbon. Nice. And loving every minute of it. So It uh, is a good bourbon. Uh, it's Bradshaw just made a damn good bourbon. I, I know this probably sounds a bit disturbing, but when I pull the, the cork, I smell it. I, it, it just smells so good and it kind of is it's like a teaser of this is what you're going to enjoy you know <laughs> so I I've, it is it's just a good bourbon and yes. thank God Terry Terry's behind it um anyway uh and I I think we felt that this was gonna get done with TJ Watt uh mm-hmm. I before the the season actually started I really think we we did but even though the news comes down today that it gets done you, you still have this overall relief this feeling of oh, all right. Um, so first of all, just your general reaction, and then let's get into the numbers and stuff, because that's what I think people want to hear about what he signed for guarantees, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, general reaction, I agree was, was a bit of relief. Like, okay, they got it done. Okay. And, and some of it was, uh, relief that people can shut up on Twitter about it because like this, this week, you know, everybody had an opinion one way or the other. And it was bad. You wrote a really good article. It was like, people don't have to take sides in this. Like this is just the business of the game. It's how it is. Players are trying to maximize how much they can make. And teams are trying to minimize how much they have to put out in full guarantees. Like it wasn't, and you know, the, the reports that came out too, it wasn't an issue over total contract dollars that were in the deal. It was an issue over how much was guaranteed. And I'll say the, the one caveat that gets lost in a lot of contract discussions is that, Major League Baseball and I believe NBA contracts and I know NHL contracts are all fully guaranteed. So the NFL is the only one of the major sports where your contract is not fully guaranteed when you sign it, which is how you get players like Bobby Bonilla still collecting a million (laughs) dollars every July 1st because, you know, he had a guaranteed contract and decided to defer payments and and all that. So, um, you know, but the NFL doesn't do fully guaranteed contracts, at least yet other than rookie deals are mostly guaranteed so um but for the numbers uh you know the the initial number that came out was that it was a four-year 112 million Mm dollar extension which sounded a bit low because we had been talking you know probably in the range of like five years 150 but there's semantics in there so the word extension is key because Mm -hmm. it tax uh you know it tax four years onto this year. So right. it's essentially a five-year deal. Um, and the, the I'll say, semantics of the deal of, mm-hmm. you know, it being the quote-unquote highest con- defensive contract ever um, is that 
it, that's in new money. So it's 28 million per year in new money, mm -hmm. um, which is higher than what Joey Bosa got in new money. But Watt also is still getting the you know current 10 million that he was owed this year with his um, you know with his fifth year option on yep. his contract. So in total, it's a five year deal at about 122 million, which is actually a bit lower than kind of what we were expecting. It, it was. Um, it was. I think the 28 was kind of a, a, a starting point. I think yeah. we thought that's where it would begin. So when I, I I see the alert come across and I start doing the math, I'm like, whoa, yeah, 28. Um, but I didn't I didn't see in the, in the news blurb, I didn't see the guaranteed. And that, of course, came yes. later. So explain that. Yeah, so it's 80 million fully guaranteed, which is yep. um, also higher than Joey Bosa's $78 million uh, mm -hmm. that was fully guaranteed. So this was, and I know Ben has talked about this a lot, that the Steelers have never guaranteed anything beyond the first year first of a contract. Year. Well, they did it this year, so yep. or they did it this time. So, um, you know, what they did was they gave him a $35 million signing bonus. So that gets split up into $7 million for, well, okay, he gets, TJ Watt gets a check for $35 million today. Today, um, yeah. today yes. God, I can't um, even imagine. And, and then, you know, has a $1 million base salary this year that's broken up over 17 games. So essentially he's getting $36 million this year. But for salary cap purposes, that $35 million gets prorated over the life of the contract. So uh, that's split into $7 million chunks mm -hmm. over the five years. So effectively the Steelers lowered his cap hit this year from the $10 million that he was owed on his fifth year option to $8 million, which is that 1 million base plus the 7 million prorated bonus. So it's kind of a win-win here, right? TJ yeah. Watt gets $35 million today um, or maybe tomorrow, you know, cause he signed yeah, it today, could be he, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I, I think he could wait a day. Yeah. He'll um, be okay. But yeah, so he gets $35 million up front and the Steelers actually save room against the salary cap. And this is why people say things like the salary cap is a myth, because there are ways to circumvent it like this. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of fall in the middle that the salary cap is a real thing that you have to negotiate. It is. But at the same time, there are ways to do it, you know. Coming into this offseason, we talked a lot about the the salary cap trouble the Steelers were in, mm -hmm. but we did not expect David DeCastro's ankle to fail, and we did not expect Vince Williams to retire. Um, you know, so there was a lot of things that they did. We didn't expect them to cut Steven Nelson. You know, those three things alone probably saved them $25 million right there. Yeah. So it's, you know, is the salary cap a myth? Kind of. But is it also reality that you can you can move numbers around also. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah. But I'm getting off track here. So the rest of TJ's contract. Um, so year one, $1 million base, $35 million signing bonus. Year two is a $24 million fully guaranteed base salary. Year three is a $20 million fully guaranteed base salary. So this is something the Steelers have never done in the past. They've never done fully, fully guarantees beyond the first year. Right. Um, Something that I expected them to do, but they didn't do was that they, um, you know, in the past have put roster bonuses in, in years two and three, that they then convert to a signing bonus and can prorate those numbers over the rest right. of the deal. They right. did not do that this time. Um, they just did it as a fully guaranteed base salary, but because it is fully guaranteed, oh, my daughter's away. Nope, Maggie's joining uh, us. Yes, she is. Um, but because it is fully guaranteed, it gives them the ability to fairly easily convert it to a signing bonus uh, because they can say, hey, TJ, 
you're going to make $24 million fully guaranteed this year. You know, you're going to make that in 17 game checks of, mm-hmm. you know, slightly over a million and a half dollars, basically. Right. What if we just pay you $23 million today and give you a $1 million base salary? And then we can prorate that 23 over the remaining four years of the contract. And that's another win-win kind of deal. So, you know, what the contract looks like now will probably not be the salary cap numbers in outlying years um, because they will have the ability to move some money around. But right. nevertheless, um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is that, you know, those numbers are fully guaranteed. Yeah. The 24 million in 2022, 20 million in 2023. Um, and then he has salaries of slightly over 21 million in the last two years, uh, 2024, 2025. So um, that is, just how it goes um it and and the the other the other thing too if you look at you know his age being 27 years old his guaranteed salaries are his age 27 28 29 seasons so he the guarantees drop off after he hits his age 30 season mm-hmm. so um you know 30 some pass rushers if they keep themselves in good shape have tended to last a little longer um you know, you've got your your Justin Houston's, yep. your I mean James. I, I don't really count James Harrison as much playing into his late thirties because he didn't play as much in his early twenties, so his right. body was a little right. bit fresher. Um, you know, his age was older, but his years of experience and his his snap numbers weren't as much. So, um, but it's like Indiana, been- it's like Indiana Jones. It's not yeah. it's not the age, it's the mileage. The years, it's the mileage. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Although they ran out of mileage after the third one and made a fourth and now a fifth one. I so, yeah, yeah, I I know. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This this is a great day uh, for for Steeler Nation and and you know to have TJ back and and get the just that doubt erased. Um, you know he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler now. Um, and it wasn't long after we found out about the numbers and the fact that he had come to agreement that Adam Schefter of ESPN revealed exactly how this went down and. It is one of when I visualize it, it's, it's one of the quintessential Pittsburgh Steelers story. It, you can imagine. absolutely. It's just the, the level of uh, to, to steal from one of our favorite Twitter accounts. I, I think uh, 70 sports, the level of badassery that that took place here. TJ Watt went into Art Rooney II's office and, and essentially went over his agents who were trying to get more money and said, enough's enough. I'm done that we're deal. It's a deal. We're done. And and he said, tell me what I need to do. I got to go get a workout in. And that was it. And he left. And I, I just, for me, that that's just fascinating. I, yeah. I'm totally fascinated by it. I think it's hilarious. I, I, I think, and as you said, it is the most Pittsburgh thing ever. Um, and, it's, and it's, yeah, it's almost reminiscent. So, you know, thinking back to Troy Polamalu's Hall of Fame speech, right? Yeah. Troy said the greatest compliment you could get from a, a previous guy is that you could have played with us, right? Yes. It's it's almost like something you could imagine like a Joe Green or a Jack Lambert doing. Mm-hmm. Just walk in and be like, all right, I'm going to play here. Tell me where to sign. I'm going to go work out. You know, like it, it's something you could imagine those guys doing of being like, you know, working out's more important to me than signing some piece of paper, but we're done. I'm going to play here. You yeah. Know, it's over. yeah. So, yeah. Do, do you think, um, and, and that, one other thing too, yeah, I want to yeah, say that, you know, yes, TJ went over his agent's head in a sense. Um, but 
also, you know, TJ went about this the right way. He didn't, it, it was a, it was quote a soft holdout you could say, but right. I mean, he was in the facility. He was at team meetings. He wasn't yep. on the field practicing with them, but like he was still working out. He was there with the team, you know, trying to get something done. I mean, he showed his commitment to being with the team. Yeah. And it wasn't like, he wasn't like Le'Veon Bell who was sitting at home playing video games, you know, mm-hmm. to, working on his up. rap career. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do do you think that um, the comments by Ben Roethlisberger and, and today Cam Hayward, do, do you think those had any influence at all? Because they really were a little out of character for both guys to say that, especially when both were in the facility. You know, both are at the Steelers facility. This isn't like they were they were doing a radio show from home or, or a podcast or something like that. They were there. And, 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 you know, as we know, Ben said, I think he deserves whatever the heck he wants. And, and Cam essentially said the same thing. It, it, do you think it had anything to do or is it just we're looking too much at it? I mean, I guess here's the question is what we what we don't know from Adam Schefter's story is if the Steelers changed their offer at all. Right. That, you know, the way it sounds is the Steelers had a number on the table and Watts agent wanted a higher number in guarantees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so looking at the deal too, you know, like we said, the, the, and the reports from Jerry Dulac and other people were that the, the total money wasn't the issue. You know, it seemed yeah. like that kind of four years, $112 million, you know, an average of 28 per year, which is higher than Joey Bosa. Mm-hmm. Those, those all, you know, seem to be agreeable numbers and were probably agreed upon already that the rub was just the um, the guarantees. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at how much of that's guaranteed, the Steelers had an offer on the table at number X. His yep. agent wanted X plus whatever. Yep. And the way Schefter made it sound was that TJ just walked in and be like and was kind of like, all right, I'll just take your X number, which was $80 million yeah. over three years. Unbelievable. You know, um, yeah. So, I mean, if if Ben and Cam's words changed anything, it would have been to have the Steelers guarantee more money. But we don't know if they actually offered more or not. So, um, right. you know, but it does show, you know, solidarity amongst the players. It does. The, the, the team leaders, the team captains are standing up with the young guys and kind of presenting a united front and, and all that. So um, the other thing I thought was interesting was, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick kind of saying, oh, yeah, I'm paying pretty close attention to how this goes. So, um <laughs> But and and we're going to be in the same spot with Minka that we yeah. were with TJ yep. because with TJ there had been you know you had Joey Bosa you had uh, Miles Garrett mm-hmm. and you know there were a couple other highly paid edge defender contracts that yep. had been handed out over the last two or three years and now with with Minka you know you've had the Justin Simmons deal. Um, and you've had the Jamal Adams contract, um, and, uh, there's been a couple other, you know, safeties mm-hmm. that have kind of broken that $15 million the, a year. The, what was the Harrison Smith one in Minnesota? Cause that, that's the one that kind of caught my attention. He's yeah. 32, I think. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah, if I'm Minka, I'm, I'm thinking, Hey, back up the Brinks truck, baby. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, and, and edge defenders are paid a lot more than safeties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I think, I think for safeties, you know, the, the top end of the market was 15. Um, Harrison Smith got, he's 32. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was the stunner for me is his age plus what he got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was 
five years, 51.5 in new money. Um, 10 million signing bonus, 15 fully guaranteed. Uh, total guaranteed is 28 and change, but I'm sure that's for injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I mean, he got he got a big number for his age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to probably have to, to fork over, you know, 17 plus for Minka, which I mean, yeah. he's made it, he's the only safety in the league that's been an all pro each of the last two seasons. So, um, you know, you, you can't say he doesn't deserve it. And there's um, no reason to think he won't have a, a similar season this year. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, if you put together three straight all pro seasons, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So it, it, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll cross the Minka Bridge when we get to it, but it's definitely yes. approaching. There's no doubt about it. Oh, no, um, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the Steelers will, of course, kick it off on Sunday in Buffalo, and and I know most of Steeler Nation is is ready. Uh, we're, we're, we're ready. It's been a long offseason, to say the least. Um, and so as we look at the season, we, we know what we're dealing with. Um, we are dealing with a very young, unproven offensive line. We are dealing with a rookie running back that everyone expects uh, literally the moon and the stars from. We uh, we have a, a maybe a newly committed Ben Roethlisberger. I, I don't know if that's fair to say that. I don't mean to say he was never committed, but he just seems to be uh, r- really all in on this, maybe more so than ever before. Uh, you've got a defensive line that's a little questionable because to find two, it's going to be out for minimum first four games um, and no real true slot corner, uh, at least as of right now, as we sit here right now. So there's a lot of questions here. And yeah. and you throw in the fact you've got the hardest schedule on paper in the NFL as well. What am I forgetting, Ian? Did, I was going to ask, did you hear uh, Mike Tomlin's interview early this week when they asked him about the slot corner? No, uh, what was his response? Uh, so uh, I, I think it was Kaboli or someone yeah. asked him, you know, he's like, you didn't name a starting, you know, nickel mm. corner on your depth chart. Was that, uh, you know, is that going to be Cam Sutton? Was that out of design? You know, what are you going to do? Or is it, are you just going to stick James Pierre on the outside all the time? And Tom was like, that's very perceptive of you. He's like, I did that intentionally. So we had some element of mystery going into the first game. <laughs> what, what it was is he did not list the position. Yeah. So there was no need to put a name there. That's what. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so you know, look, uh, I I think I speak for a lot of Steelers fans, and and probably not all, but a lot. We were eleven and zero last year, and I don't think anybody knew what was coming in those final five. But I also think that that most of us recognized that we weren't a dominant eleven and zero team. Um, there were a lot of cracks in the armor. Uh, and, we we had some fortunate moments uh, in yeah, games. Yeah, let's be honest. There was two games in a row there that we probably should have lost. I mean, we got yeah. out to a big lead against Tennessee, Tennessee and nearly blew it, and then we got dominated in the first half against Baltimore a week later yep. and came back in the second half and won. I I think I remember saying on this show, like, you know, over the last eight quarters of football, we've played two that were good and four yes. that were awful. And somehow we won both. We won games. both. No, yeah. you're, you're right. I remember you you saying that. Um, just real quick before we get too much further, uh, don't forget we are uh, presented by Deck Roofing, serving Broward and Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. And I'm very 
proudly wearing my deck roofing I'm moving in the wrong direction my deck roofing t-shirt tonight um john deck always taking care of the uh the boss yeah. well as yeah. he refers to me sometimes so, or something like so that on the schedule here's what i'll say is that yeah this Steelers team with Ben Roethlisberger, like we saw last year, is mm-hmm. capable of winning games we don't think they should win. You yes. know, you you look at the schedule and you're like, October third, they got to go to Green Bay, play Aaron Rodgers. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you know we've got Tennessee, we've got Baltimore, we've got Kansas City. Um, there's a, a lot of there's tough games on this it, schedule, it, but at the same time, you know, with with Ben, we're never out of a game. Um, you know, with if Ben isn't our quarterback, we're probably in a situation where we're going to beat the teams we should beat and lose the teams we're right that are better than us. You know, it's a that type situation. Um, I would agree. So, you know, I, I don't think we're going to be eleven and zero to start this season, um, but I still think we're better than five hundred team, and we are the defending division champions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone wants to get on the Browns bandwagon because they beat us in the playoffs last year and beat Mason Rudolph the last week of the season. So, congratulations! Mm-hmm. But let's not forget the Browns won a bunch of really close games last year, um, and teams that have a, a disproportionate record in close games tend to regress the following yes. season. Yep. Um, so, you know, Cleveland Cleveland won, and we talked about this last year, Cleveland won a lot of games last year where, you know, they they either almost blew leads in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and, like, basically needed to recover an onside kick in the final two minutes to, you yep. know, preserve their win, or uh, someone missed a field goal late or, or something like that that, you know, could have easily flipped the script a different way for them. Um, so I'm not sold on Cleveland. Um, you know, they did they get better this year, you know, with, you know, healthy wide receivers and all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at some point they're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield too. Baltimore's had a plethora of injuries and had a couple oh, more today. Oh, my God. I, I... Um, but they're, yeah. I mean, they're still a, a well-coached, well-rounded yeah. team, and they're yeah. going to come out and play hard and competitive. I mean, I I would not be surprised to see the North have three playoff teams again this year. I wouldn't either. Um, but I, I'm not counting us out as potential division champions either. I mean, I think, you know, with with the competitiveness of the division, I mean, I could I could see 10 and 7 and 11 and 6 winning this division that mm-hmm. you know I think I think we're good enough to win 9 definitely I think we're definitely good enough to win 9 if Ben plays the whole year mm-hmm. and then after that you know maybe win one or two others and all of a sudden that's 10 or 11 wins and that's enough so um yeah and and the other thing I will say with the you know the extra game that got added in we have to play Seattle but the right. NFC West is a slaughterhouse I mean if it is the 49ers were bad last year because everyone was hurt. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like Arizona's a tough opponent. Uh, the Rams are going to be even better this year because they actually have a quarterback that can yep. throw the ball down the field, which yep. I must say, rest in peace to the uh, Sean McVay, only one with Jeff Fisher's players. <laughs> meme, because now that uh, I can Jared, that anymore, now, now that Jared Goff is gone, I can't make that joke anymore. But nevertheless, I mean that's that's arguably the best division of football there, the you know the NFC West. So it's not like the rest of our division got off easy with whoever they have to play. You know, we got Seattle, True. which is tough, True. but you know the the other matchups are not going to be easy either. So um, it's it's not right. like it's not like we all got like you know the the 
NFC North where someone's getting Detroit and someone else is getting Green Bay. Like, you know, someone's getting San Francisco and someone's getting Seattle. Like, there's not much of a difference between those two teams if if they're all fully healthy. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think those are very valid points, and I, I it's true. And just if, if people listening didn't catch it, you know, Baltimore has already lost J.K. Dobbins to an ACL. They lost Justice Hill, I think it was, to a, a, an Achilles. Uh, today they lost cornerback Marcus Peters with, I believe, an ACL, and and also Gus Johnson, uh, not Gus Johnson, Gus, Gus Edwards. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the TV announcer, yeah. Gus Edwards. Um, who's a guy I've always liked. He's always scared me more sometimes than other running backs in Baltimore because the guy literally gets five yards a crack. Um, he's out for, for the year. I, I mean, it's just and, – and look, we hate the Ravens. and We know all everybody listening hates the Ravens, but I, I hate to see that. I just hate to see all these guys bust ass all year long only to get hurt at this particular uh, point in the season. But um, it, it is what it is. We is. We've Our Steelers yeah. have been on the end of that too, so – yeah, I'm not. I'm not crying any tears. No, but I won't either. I'll say I would. I would much rather have the Ravens be fully healthy and go 0 and 16 than have the Ravens be all injured and go 0 and 16. Well, so. it's it's the old you know don't back the injured animal into the corner thing that worries yeah. me because uh, you know Harbaugh is a complete tool, but the guy knows how to coach. Yeah, uh, he, he gets and, a lot out of those players. And Lamar is Lamar is still dangerous, although yes. we, I, you know, we will see right. this year if he can actually throw the football when he needs to. And um, yeah, so, yeah. but I'm not crying any tears over him because you know no, a couple of years ago either. we lost not only Ben but also James Connor and Juju and you know we and yeah, also you know there. let's let's not forget we went into New England for an AFC championship game with like Kobe Hamilton as our top wide receiver because yeah. Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant were both hurt so yep. yeah let's yeah and then Le'Veon yeah. Bell got hurt in that game too so no yeah tears. In, no tears injuries, injuries happen to everyone and it's really you know it's the NFL's a war of attrition more so than it is anything else it's it's almost who's the healthiest team going into the playoffs that has the best chance or and that was who can the Buccaneers last year yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah. they had tremendous health last year and, and you know, is the, on the likeliness that that'll stick around. I, I don't know. Let, let me I'm going to throw out a few uh, statements at you and, you and you just either over under or true false here. And All right. We can talk. Uh, I, I'm going to put Ben uh, Big Ben at, at 26 TD passes. You, you looking over under. 26. At I'll 33 go. last year. Yeah. Over. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go over because not only, um, yeah, over not only because he had more last year, mm-hmm. but also because we have a running back that's capable of taking a checkdown pass and taking it a long way to the end zone. That you know we have more sure. explosive playmakers. I think Chase Claypool is going to have a monster season as long as he can stay healthy mm-hmm. um i think juju should be better this year mm-hmm. and i think that so i don't know do you have a wait do you have a statement on the tight ends or can i make a statement on the tight no ends? go ahead all right eric ebron will have more yards but pat fryermuth will have more touchdowns between i would agree i would agree with um, that so yep. i think we have we have more red zone weapons and we also have an offensive coordinator that's going to be better at putting the ball in the end zone 
than we did last year when we kicked so many field goals or, you know, had so many right. drives kind of fizzle out. And, yeah, no, that's and like true. we talked about in the preseason, that's the difference in the NFL. Anyone can get you between the 20s. Backup quarterbacks can get yeah. you between the 20s. It's who can get it into the end zone for you, um, you know, and was that's it, that's the difference. Was it uh... – Two seasons ago, well, like two seasons would have been his injury, but was it the last season before he he had the elbow surgery that we were like top in the the league in the red zone? I think so. Yeah, yeah. we were we right we're one there. of the one of the top. Um, yeah. Okay, here's your next one. Uh, yes. Not true or false? Najee Harris will break Franco Harris's rookie rushing record. What was that? Twelve hundred yards? I think it was just over twelve. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say yes because we have 17 games. I mean, Harris had what, 14 games? 14. We've got 17. Yeah, yeah. Forget that. It's three more yeah. games. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think yeah. so too. That that said, uh, I don't think Harris is going to have a good game against Buffalo. Buffalo's run defense is pretty good. Buffalo's pretty, pretty stout up front. So um, don't, and I know we'll get into talking about the Bills game, but we will. Know, don't, don't overreact if the Steelers kind of get their ass kicked and get off to a slow start here. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Don't overreact. Listen to you. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Steelers fans as well as I do. I know. Um, be for everyone's head. Oh my God. Okay. Here, here's another one for you. The, uh, the Steelers uh, record for sacks of the season is James Harrison. I believe at 16, um, 16 and I, a half. Is it a half? 16? Uh, I can't, I couldn't on. remember. It might be 16. Uh, does TJ, get to 16 um i'm gonna say no but it'll be close yeah that's kind of where i'm falling to um like i think like i was actually thinking like 15 if you had asked me 15 and a half i would not have had a good answer for you nah. um, <laughs> the, uh, uh yeah, it was I, it was 16 in 2008 Right. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna be just a little shy myself. Uh, yeah. Just not for lack of effort and trying and everything else. I just think that, you know, I, I do think the combination of Highsmith and Ingram, I think, is gonna uh bring home a few sacks as well. And, and I think uh, they will, and I know. think teams will also start shading him more that you know gonna have to last season and the season before too, they had to deal with the speed of Bud Dupree. And, yeah. you know, even if Dupree was taking those high arcs that he couldn't close on the quarterback, right. Um, you know, what, at least when he came out initially, was a lot more of an effort player mm -hmm. um, and then sort of developed a lot of these strong pass rush moves that he has. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, Watt's incredibly explosive and all that, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have the jump that Bud Dupree had. And, I think teams were doing a lot more double teaming of Dupree with like chipping him with a running back and mm -hmm. things like that, because they just knew the tackle couldn't get out quick enough. Right. To, to stop his speed rush. Highsmith is a lot more of a power technique kind of rusher than mm -hmm. a speed rusher. Um, and, and so is Ingram, I think a bit more of a power technique. Def Actually, definitely. When, when Ingram came out, he reminded me a lot of James Harrison because he's a little smaller in stature, right? But he's stout and he's got a, that really good rip cut move that he can get underneath. So, um, yeah, I, I think that they, they might chip and double team Watt a lot more with running backs and tight ends, that kind of stuff, stuff they were doing to Dupree last year and occasionally yeah. to Watt, but I think Watt's going to see more of it this year. I too. would, I would be shocked if we didn't. Yeah. Um, newly acquired Joe Schobert. Um, he's had over a hundred tackles the last four seasons. Does that continue this year? As long as he stays healthy. Um, it, 
Yeah, as long as he stays healthy, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a three-down player. They fully anticipate, you know, putting him out there, which get ready to watch him try and cover Stefan Diggs on third down this oh, week. Oh, God. Um, you know, because <sighs> I'll give Sean McDermott and the Bills credit. I mean, they last they year do. when we played them, they did a really good job finding matchups in the second half. I mean, it was a close game in the first half, and they just found something that worked in the second half and just kept doing it. And yeah. Mostly that was throw the ball to Stefan Diggs. So, um, which I will also say though, Joe Hayden was hurt in that game. So he was. Um, so that may make a bit of a difference if you know we can have Hayden covering Diggs this year. Yeah, good point. Um, as far as the Bills game, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that right now, Ian, and then we'll we'll kind of give our season predictions and who we might have in the Super Bowl and that kind of stuff before we get on out of here. But. Um, you know, the Bills have beaten us the last two times, once in, in Heinz Field, and then, of course, last year. Um, Buffalo is a very hot Super Bowl pick for a lot of a lot of people. Um, Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. A lot of people like him for that. Um, they, they run the ball well, play pretty darn good defense. Yeah. They've got a great home crowd. We don't always play real well there. Um what do you? What's it going to take to win this game coming up on Sunday? Not turn the ball over. Uh, the last couple of times we played and we've turned the ball over a lot. I mean, yeah. well, one was Duck Hodges just being like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll use my limp arm and just throw it up for Tre'Davious White, the, you know, one of the top three corners in the league to just pick it off." <laughs> three times uh sure yeah that'll work great um but and and then last time you know we played them after ben's knee injury when our offensive line was terrible james connor was hurt we had no running game and ben had to get the ball out quick and they just sat on those short routes and they jumped one ran it back for a touchdown and yeah just don't turn the ball over that's yeah is is really the key um is and and score touchdowns and don't kick field goals is is what it is because Buffalo is going to score points. I mean, I agree. Our defense is really good, but Buffalo's offense is also really good. And um, I, I don't want this to happen, but I would not be surprised if this game winds up like 31 to 13 Buffalo. Unfortunately, I, I've, I, I've had that in my head for the last three or four months. I, I, I really do. I, I think I, I just don't, like the way that we start sometimes even winning in new york last year we weren't overly impressive you know and we Um, have a we have an extra week off this year with this bye week so ben roethlisberger has gone two weeks without playing and we all know that it it usually takes ben a couple weeks into the season to kind of just get into his rhythm and i feel like like bye weeks actually hurt this team sometimes that they play better when they're in that rhythm of just playing week in and week out and and all that that the you know so I'm I'm really not at all worried about like our games against the Bengals and Raiders, but I'm a lot worried about this game against Buffalo. The other thing too is that you know Josh Allen can make a lot of things happen with his feet, and yep. even with Devin Bush and Joe Schobert in the middle, um, you know running quarterbacks have always given us problems, mm-hmm. um, especially yes, on those like the. And where it really hurts is those third and medium situations, you know, where we're trying to bring a blitz and we drop into some exotic zone. And if the blitz doesn't get home quickly, the quarterback has a lot of room to run. And when you have guys like Josh Allen and you only need four or five yards, it's pretty easy to pick Mm -hmm. it up. So, um, yeah, we've got a. I'll I'll add getting off the field on third downs to that list. It is is an essential thing. Yeah, I, I, I think. 
I'll say that I think if Najee has some success early on running the football, then I, I think that's going to make a, a, a huge difference for, for Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't feel like he's got to win the game. He won't feel like he's got to make all the throws. Um, I think that's going to be huge. And, and that's going to be much easier said than done, as you alluded to. Buffalo's pretty solid at defensively. And I think they were mid-table against the run. But but um, uh, starting with We've got some late, questions on the line, too. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and so, I, yeah, I, I think that'll be huge if we can if we can get some semblance of a running game going. Because if we have to revert to what we looked like last year, earlier than we want to on Sunday, then – 31-13 might be gener- uh, not generous enough, I should say. Yeah, and, um, and the other yeah. thing, too, is that, like we said, last year Ben was coming off the knee injury. Yep. The line couldn't block. If the line can block just a little bit this year, we can we can push the ball down the field against this team. I mean, think yeah. back to the AFC Championship game and what the Chiefs did to beat them. They threw the ball down the field, and they pressured Josh Allen all the time. I mean, yep. they, they brought blitzes a lot in yeah. his face that they were – all over him and i think if you know if we're going to have success on defense slowing him down we're going to have to bring pressure and just hope that our guys can cover on the outside um what uh what, what is your prediction for the pittsburgh steelers in 2021 um we, we've talked on this show many many times about the strengths the weaknesses the concerns the the things we're happy about um where, where do you have them finishing this year um, I, I'd say my gut feelings around 10 and seven, um, maybe even 11 and six, but I think, I think 10 and seven is a good number. I'm, I'm the 17 games is weird. You know, yeah, it's so very try, weird. trying to think about this in a 16 game context. They're not, a, they're not, a, they're better than an eight and eight team. They're, you know, and the way I'm thinking about it is they're, they're probably a 10 win team, even in a 16 game schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, they won 12 last year, so they're not that good, but they're probably a 10-win team um, with the extra game being against a good opponent in Seattle. You know, maybe they lose that game. So, um, yeah, I, I think 10-7 and seven is is probably right around where I have them. I, I, I went 9-8, and eight and I, I think – the reason I did that is because I just I just need to see what this offensive line is going to do. I, I'm just not confident. That doesn't mean I I hope for ill will or anything like that. Of course, I I just don't know. They've had such little time together. They're so inexperienced. Um, that's my major concern. My other concern is just is is Ben and overall health. Will he be able to play uh, all 17 games? Will he be able to play let's say 14 or 15 games? Um, so I, I just think when you look at it, you combine it with the, the road games that we have, um, and, and just the overall schedule that that's where I'm at. I think it'll be good enough to get us in the postseason. I, I, from there, as you, you know, Ian, anything's possible, especially if, if we, yeah. we play well late, but I, I think we'll, you know, struggle in, in, in Buffalo. And then I think we'll, we'll pick things up. We got two straight home games against winnable opponents, um, and, and I think we'll be okay for most of the year, but just that late season thing, I, I, it does worry me. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Obviously we hope for more now. Um, have you had any opportunity to really think about who you think is going to be in the Super Bowl at all? Um, I mean, it's so hard to pick against yeah. Kansas city. Like yep. unless Patrick Mahomes got hurt, um, you know, I, I liken this to, um, 
you know, he's he's so far and away the best quarterback in he's the really good. AFC. <laughs> yeah. That, and you know, we talked about Buffalo. Buffalo's really good and Josh Allen's really good. Yep. And deservedly so of MVP discussion, but it, all the other teams in his division got better this year from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. I think New England is going to be better. Yep. They had a lot of guys opt out last year. And they have a quarterback in Mac Jones who I didn't love coming out, but he no. meshes very well with what they want to do offensively in the sort of Tom Brady mold of be quick and accurate and don't turn the ball over. Yes. And he is quick and accurate and doesn't turn the ball over. Oh, so that's well said. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're always a good defensive team. Um, I think the Jets got better. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of crapped on Zach Wilson coming out as a quarterback um, that whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, people liked him, but then he went to the Jets and people were like, oh, uh, you know, um, you know, maybe the fact that he like, looks like a 15 year old teen uh, heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah. And, uh, you know. So, but I think Zach Wilson is also better than what the Jets had last year in yeah. Sam Darnold. Um, you know, and Miami going with Tua this year. Um, he wasn't super impressive last year, but you know, they were also a pretty good defensive team last year. Yeah. So um and, and they wound up with a, a pretty good record kind of mixing and matching quarterbacks too. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think the the other teams in that division are all better than they were last year. The cakewalk is for Tennessee in the AFC South. You would think so, wouldn't you? You really would. I mean, Jacksonville is going to be better than last year, but you know, Trevor Lawrence just has so much to overcome organizationally, just being in Jacksonville. Houston's just mailing it in this year, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and their only threat really is Indy, who's kind of relying on Carson Wentz, who either A stinks or B is hurt most of the time. So um yeah, it's it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, that's that's easily Tennessee's division to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Tennessee could get the number one seed in the AFC just because they have six very winnable games there. Right. Um, in the West, uh, Denver's going with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and actually, I mean, Bridgewater hasn't been terrible anywhere he's been. He's a he's a sort of middle of the road quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's yeah. always kind of been that transition guy to someone else. Um, you know, the, the chargers are always a trendy pick. Justin Herbert, it looked really good at times last year and looked really bad at other times. Um, you know, kind of went through that rookie stuff, but I mean, they've got the chargers thing has always been health. If they can stay healthy, they look good, but if they can't, they just always get bit by the injury bug. And then the Raiders, who the hell knows about (laughs) Oakland or the Vegas, to be honest, because like, Uh, I'm the thing that sticks in my head is like there was a tweet last year that someone said like the the Las Vegas Raiders exist solely to remind us that the Kansas City Chiefs can be beat but only once a year because like (laughs) it seems like they do yeah the Raiders will always come out and beat the Chiefs once and that's like okay oh the Chiefs are mortal they're beatable okay but then yeah um but really I mean I think Kansas City's the the cream of the crop I have yeah. a hard time picking against them to make it back to the Super Bowl um you know I'd I'd probably put if I was making tiers I'd say Kansas City would be my top tier from the mm-hmm. AFC mm-hmm. um Buffalo and Tennessee are probably in that second tier um, but then that third tier is kind of wide open between, you know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, the mm-hmm. Chargers, 
maybe New England, maybe Miami. I wouldn't put Miami quite up there. I put Miami more with Indian, a team that has a question mark. Um, yeah. you know, but the Raiders were right in the playoff mix last they year were too. Down to the last while. week, so, yeah, yeah. So you can't count them out either. So and with seven teams making the playoffs, seventeen games, there's a lot of things that can happen. I mean, yeah. and key injuries late in the year can swing things dramatically too. Oh, so, huge, huge. Um, yeah, and, and looking at the NFC, um, you know, the NFC South is almost like the AFC South, and everyone's just kind of rolling over and letting the NFC South caught AFC East itis, and they're like, oh, Tom Brady's here. We're all just suck now. It's amazing, you know? but it's a, yeah, it's like he goes to the best team, and then everybody else in the division sucks. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The the NFC East still sucks. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, everyone's picking Dallas and. Dallas has the best quarterback in the division, but like so. Washington might be the most well-rounded team. Good defense. Uh, Washington was impressive last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, late late in the season, they started to put it together. Yeah. Uh, and if they didn't have you know Taylor Heineke playing quarterback against Tampa, they might have beat them. Like they almost beat Tampa. Let's not yeah. forget that, that that's wild right. card game. That's right. Um, so you know Green Bay still has Aaron Rodgers, still a threat. Um, Minnesota and Chicago, I kind of feel like are right in that that tier of like they could either win the division or they could go like five and 12 or six and 11 or yes. whatever the you know especially um, minnesota with a quarterback who is not vaccinated i mean you, you're looking at if he if he has to miss games he's gonna miss games in a row minimum yeah you know so yeah, yeah. and and chicago despite having mitch trubisky who was terrible last year somehow still made the playoffs they did and you know, so now they've got two quarterbacks that are better than Trubisky. I mean, Andy Dalton's not great, but he's still better than Mitch Trubisky. And then you've got Justin Fields waiting in the wings too. Mm-hmm. So, but they're still going to have that question hanging over them all year. Is oh, when's Justin Fields going to play? How long is Andy Dalton going to start? So, um, you know, neither of them are serious Super Bowl contenders. And then you have the NFC West, where like all oh, four right. of those teams could make the playoffs and are yeah. good enough to make the playoffs, right? Um, and and like yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a dogfight. They're going to beat each other up, and you know I I don't know who comes out of there. San Francisco's got the same quarterback questions that Chicago has. Garoppolo's good, Correct. but you traded up to take Trey Lance. You know you're going to go to him sooner or later. You invested a lot to move up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I would still say probably like as much as I hate to say it, like Tampa and Green Bay are probably the class of the NFC. Yep. Um, just because they have some easier games on their schedule too. Um, the Rams have kind of been a trendy Super Bowl pick, and I think the Rams probably are better this year than they were in past years. But um, I mean, I'd I'd say if I had to pick right now, I would say. Uh, you know, Kansas City and Green Bay in the Super Bowl, as much as I hate to not right. pick the Steelers. But no, I, I'm with you. I, I, to be realistic, I just, I, I mean, I, I think if we stay healthy, then and, and the old line comes together, then sky's the limit type thing. But no, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, Tampa Bay, every starter coming back, I do expect they're going to have some injury problems because they, they had a couple have... corners go down tonight already, which we'll is have probably they? their thinnest position. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I, you know, I, I think there's still right there. I, for me, it's them and green Bay battling it out again. And, and I think in the AFC it's Kansas city. I, I will say this though, if the chargers stay healthy, 
I think they're going to be there at the end. I, I like the Herbert kid. He showed me a lot last year. Yes, he had some rookie mistakes. And, you know, will he have the sophomore uh, jinx? Maybe. But uh, but they're right there, too. And, I, you know, I, I know you mentioned Cleveland earlier. <sighs> Cleveland, I mean, there's so much talent. It might be the most talented roster in the NFL, just top to bottom. But I – but they, but here's here's the question though. I yeah. mean it's it's a quarterback league. Right. And right. Cleveland Cleveland is good and Baker Mayfield is good when they can play with a lead and they can run the ball and he can pl- throw play action. Sure. I mean I think we we talked about last year that yep. Baker Mayfield on play action passes had a passer rating like that would have led the league. Like he was yeah, way above huge. everybody yep. else. Yep. Um but his passer rating on non-play action passes Put him would have put him like 20th or 23rd in the league, you know, down around. It was it was pretty bad. It was bad. It was. Yeah. So I don't remember the exact number, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So um, you know, if if they get behind people, you know, I, I don't know if they can come back, but it's just you know they need to stay out in front of people. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. I, I think that's the way I view them too. And uh, I look. I'm just excited that we're going to get to see the Steelers and the starters on the field. I'm excited that TJ Watt is uh, uh, pretty much on his way to being a Steeler for life now. Um, I, I think the uh, the Iron the Iron City lights will be on him tonight. I think he can afford them. And uh, anyway, he might, we, he might even be able to for, afford something a little nicer, like a, yeah. a seasonal craft beer. Yeah, there you go. Several of them, maybe yes. even a seasonal craft brewery. Uh, <laughs> the way he's going, but uh, well, we're we're gonna check on Ben as soon as we're off the air here because we have no idea what the hell happened to him. Yeah, tonight. actually, that that brings up an interesting point, though. It, it'll yeah. be interesting to see what he does with his money because I don't know if you've noticed this trend, but like guys in the NFL who get big guaranteed money contracts have been like investing in other sports teams. Like, grand Patrick yes. Mahomes got five hundred million dollars. Little different, but, yeah. Little different, yeah. But he like bought a share of the Kansas City Royals, so. You know, and became like a part and like a wow. decent share too. It wasn't just like he bought one share; like he bought a, a sizable chunk of yeah. the Royals. So, um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see if you know TJ decides to invest that in anything else. I know there have been some guys that have invested in some professional soccer teams or you know even mid level professional soccer teams. Well, so, um, things I like know that. this much: there's no way in hell he should be invested in the Pirates. So, <laughs> don't even think of that, TJ. Uh, actually, I, what I can see TJ doing is investing in Culver's, uh, the fast food joint based out of his home, uh, Wisconsin with the cheese curds. He, he loves the cheese curds. He goes, goes to, uh, Culver's every time he heads back there. So I could see that, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just great. It's fun to talk about now and, and I'm glad it's done and we'll, we'll probably do this all over again with Minka next year. But, uh, in any case, uh, we hope everybody enjoyed the show and make sure you check out the website, steelcityblitz.com. Check us out on Facebook and, uh, of course on Twitter at SC Blitz and, uh, everything else there too. So, um, that'll be it for us tonight. And we will be talking to you next week after uh the opening game for the Steelers and uh the Buffalo Bills and enjoy it everybody and we'll talk to you next week this has been the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida and hey go Steelers Ravens suck and ranch is better than blue cheese <laughs>